0: And now, Canada Hoops, hosted by Maddie Ireland.
1: Welcome back to Canada Hoops, everyone. It's your boy, Matty. Thank you for your support. Please continue to like and share us. I'm really excited to chat with today's guest. He represents Edmonton, Alberta. He is a former Ross Shepard Thunderbird, Richmond Spider, and Trier Gladiator. And of course, he is a former member of the Senior Men's National Team for Canada Basketball. Edmonton, stand up. He is... Jermaine Buckner. Jermaine, thanks for joining us on Canada Heat,
0: man. Hey, Matty, man. Thanks for having me. I think it's awesome. Like I told you before, I think it's awesome you're doing this and just connecting with uh, some current and former players. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. So I'm happy to be here, man. Thank you.
1: Appreciate that. Uh, appreciate the love. And uh, I followed your career a long time. i uh, been a big fan. Uh, you know, had the opportunity to play against you when we were kids. And uh, I just think... Uh, you've always been an underrated guy for in terms of Canadian hoopers. So it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on. And, uh, how are things, man? How are, how have you and your family managed in the last year and a half? Just kind of, if you can take us through that and just let us know how, uh, how everyone's doing, man.
0: Yeah, man. Pa- pandemic, uh, has been, has been a crazy time, I think for everybody. Um, yeah, man, it's been, it's been rough, uh, it's been it's, let me let me take that back. It's been some difficult times, and it's been some real good times, you know. And right. um, I try to see the positive in in, in almost everything. And um, you know, when something like this happens, that's affecting the the entire globe. Um, it's gonna it's gonna have some negative effects on on each and every single individual. But um, that being said, you know, with me uh, also coming to the end of my career, my playing career. This this past year, it was a lot of s- things stacked up. You know, um, I will say I had I probably had more time to spend with my kids this last year than than ever before. So that's something that I'm I'm very thankful for. Um, there was a point last year, you know, where everything kind of shut down, and my kids they couldn't go to school. You know, so we were doing a lot of homeschooling, yeah. and. Um, it, it was great you know just to spend that extra little bit of time with them to be more involved with their their classroom work to be more involved with um... their sports and just everything that they're doing on a daily basis man you you don't realize how much you miss out when your kids are at school you know right. they spend the majority of their time in the classroom or with their teachers or with their classmates but when you have that, those extra hours with them at the home uh, you really uh... you really realize all the time and the hours that you're missing so um that was the one positive thing that I I've taken over the out from the last year, you know, year and a half. But yeah, man, like travel, travel has been tough. I haven't been back to Canada in, uh, over two years, almost two years now, you know, since wow. the start of the pandemic. Yeah. I didn't get back to Canada at all that summer last, the, the off season before that. So yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been pretty crazy.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear, you know, for the most part, everyone's, you know, you guys have done well, like you said, you've uh, been able to sort of appreciate what life's all about and uh, spend more time with your kids. And I'm curious, um, you know, with the retirement, and you mentioned the career sort of ending there at the June of last year, was that, you know, was that your body just telling you like, man, it's time or, you know, just kind of, if you can take us through that and that process and trying to, you know, make that mm-hmm. decision, man? Huh?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, my mind could go, my mind could go, man. Right. I'm a I'm a hooper for life, you know. No so, doubt, <laughs> you yeah. know. Uh, I love the game. Um, I've always been passionate about it since I was a little boy. Um, it's been something that's given me so much um, in regards to having a career and being able to provide for a family, but also um, just like my competitive spirit, man. Just loving to compete and loving the challenges and 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 love just loving this game, you know. Uh, It's allowed me to travel the world. It's allowed me to meet so many interesting people. Um, Some that I'll I'll be friends with probably for life, you know. And um, just there this past year, I had an injury that pretty much just, yeah, caused me to stop playing. You know, I wanted to play one more year. Um, It was probably going to be my last year of playing anyways. But... um, yeah, you know, the body, man, we're, we're getting old. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know, I just turned 38 uh, last week, so. Cool, happy um, birthday. Yeah, thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. So just being able to play that long um, was a true blessing, man. I'm so thankful for it. It was a long career. Um, again, like, having the opportunity to compete at that level for so long is just a blessing in itself, so very appreciative for it. Um, but, it was, yeah, it was time. It was time to make that decision, start that transition. Um, you know, I've been doing uh, some assistant coaching work with the team here, my former club, so huh. that's – the transition into that has been interesting, <laughs> you know, because when you're, when you're a player, you see things differently than, than what your coaches see, you know. And I've always been kind of like a – had a coach's mind, or I always thought that of myself, you know. So I've always tried to analyze the game. From like a coaching perspective, so now being on the sidelines and being able to see that and learning from our head coach and um, just trying to see things differently, helping helping the other players now develop their games and get better and um, trying to help us win games has been has been interesting.
1: Yeah, um, it's a quick transition and you, and you've made it look easy. And I'm wondering, like, you know, with the coaching aspect always sort of on the radar like did you always figure that was something you were going to do or you was it uh you know just wanting to really stay involved in the game and um you know be productive that way
0: yeah i mean you know for me i always I always knew i wanted to stay involved in the game right. you know i didn't know in what capacity especially like having kids you know i always thought it would be great to be able to to coach my kids to at least to to some level you know, I know right. once they get to a certain level, I'm going to have to hand them off and um, just kind of watch from the sidelines. You know, I don't want to be too, too involved in my, you know, in whatever my kids do once they get to a certain level. You know, I think it, there comes a, a place where you kind of have to fall back maybe as a father and allow, you know, there, someone else to coach your kids, you know, because yeah. it, it can bring some messiness. Um, sure. And I, I, I'm really enjoying it. My kids just started playing. So all three of them. So nice. they're like nice. really into it. I've never forced basketball on my kids. You know, and that's that's one of the reasons why they're just now starting, you know? Is uh I want them to be involved in whatever they want to be involved in. There's many different sports and activities, music, dance, everything they want to be involved in. I never wanted to force hoops on them, but no, right. now that they're like really wanting to do it i think it's super cool <laughs> like to, to get out there and watch them on the court and watch them learn learn how to dribble and learn how to shoot and like the excitement and the pure the purity and the joy that they they have with the game is really cool so uh yeah i always knew i wanted to be involved in that capacity on the right. professional level as i continue to play and get older i realize that um how much i really do love the the game and like the the analytical side of it and you know the Xs and Os and some right. of the stuff that like as a player a lot of players don't always think about so
1: nice yeah. well that's cool to hear and uh you know we look forward to success for you uh, in a coaching role um let's kind of go back to the beginning Jermaine take us back you know a bit what was a young buck like what did um you know, how did how did basketball come into your life? You know, how did the game start to grab you and just let us know how that all started for you, man?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it started pretty young for me. I mean, not as young as these kids nowadays, man, they're starting super young, like right out of the womb, it seems yeah, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like crazy when you look at some of these like five year olds, four year olds, and you see like the stuff that they're doing with the basketball It's incredible today. Right. Um, I w I wasn't that young, you know, but you know, my earliest memories are, are just going to to um, the stadium like with my dad, and yeah. he used to go play with his boys on like Tuesdays and Thursdays, and he'd just bring me along. I sit on the sidelines and watch them play. and You know, when you're you're that young, that little like that, you think you're watching the NBA. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. You know, you got these guys, grown men, big guys, running up and down the basketball court, and you're just watching. I always sat on the sideline, had a ball in my hands, and in between game games, I'd get out there and shoot. And um. I really just found a, a love for the game and appreciation at a young age. I couldn't play, but I loved it. And, you know, going home with my dad, he he was a big Bulls fan. So we used to always watch. Uh, I remember just laying up with him in the bed and watching like the Bulls. So I have very early memories of, you know, watching MJ and their playoff runs and their championships uh, with my father. Um, Yeah. And then once I got, when I really got into to hoops was, I was a soccer player, right? Growing okay. up, okay, uh, and I still to this day love the game of soccer, man. And being in Europe, you know, you get a lot of it, and I, I always had an appreciation for the game. No doubt. But um, yeah, once I got to to the seventh grade, I think it was, I was at Mary Butterworth uh, Junior High, you know, Castle Downs area, and we had a camp at the uh, at our school. You know, Andrew Parker, my cousin. His, uh, his brother, Steve, you know, he was at the U of A at, at, at that time. Yeah. And uh, Steve had come and, like, run a camp with uh, one of his U of A teammates at Butterworth. And I just thought it was so cool, like, to see the stuff that they could do with a basketball. And, and, you know, it brought some excitement to me. And then uh, a few months later, uh, Canada Basketball had held a camp at the University of Alberta. And uh, Jay Triano was in town. Okay. And I was one of the players that, who had gotten invited to the camp. And I'll never forget this to this day. After the camp, uh, Coach Triano had come up to me and looked at me and he was like, Man, hey kid, you got a you got a shot. Nice. And just those few words like changed everything in my mind. And just to like get that encouragement from him um was awesome. You know, he's still someone I keep in contact with to, to this day. And I told him that story, matter of fact. Maybe a, a couple months ago when we spoke last, and cool. um, yeah, you know that—that's what—that's how it really started for me. Well,
1: oh, that's cool. Uh, you mentioned, you know, the Bulls and Mike Scotty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you know your games starting to develop. You're loving the game. Were those guys you really looked up to, and what about maybe guys in the community, and local guys too? who whose game did you really like?
0: Yeah, honestly, like. So Mike was who I really started to watch at a young age. Right. Like I said my, my pops was a huge Bulls fan, so we watched a lot of MJ. Um, but like when I started to play, like seventh, yeah. eighth grade, you know, I was 12 round, and this is we're talking about 96, you know. So this is just when Kobe was coming into the league. Right. So man, I was a huge Kobe fan, right? And you know, Kobe was a young coming into the league, too. You know, he him and AI kind of came in with a a whole different kind of swagger and attitude sure. and demeanor that was just so cool for like young kids to look up to and say like man like even though these guys are young they're kind of coming into the league and taking it by storm you know and it was uh it gave us a lot of confidence as young players and um, so those are two guys especially Kobe you know that I really looked up to right. uh, my, my first pair of basketball sneakers were some Kobe's uh, I nice. used to have those Adidas the feet you wear and, yep. um, yeah, those were my first basketball sneakers. They were gifted to me. I'll never forget that, man. And I, I just fell in love with Kobe at a very, very young age and try to uh, kind of follow him and model my game after his. And, um, yeah, locally in the community, uh, definitely Steve, Steve Parker. Cool. Um, you know, looking up to him. And we were around, our families were around each other so much, you know, that um, I, I would – just go to the gym and watch him play. I remember going to the U of A games and being able to watch watch him play. Um, as well as a, a guy who's a little bit older, Ed Ed Joseph. I don't know if you know that name, but he is a former U of A player as well. Okay. And uh, he was always someone that I looked up to as a young kid.
1: Cool, I love it, man. Uh shout out the ninety six draft class. That's a yeah, the <laughs> best, D best <laughs> class. I don't want to hear it. any anybody hey, says yeah. otherwise. You know, legendary,
0: that's, legendary that's class.
1: Best class ever. Um, so you get into high school, Jermaine, and uh, it's well documented. You go to Ross Shepard and playing for Coach Dave Youngs, and you're a part of three straight provincial championships. Playing alongside our Canada hoops friend and your friend Steve Sir. Um, those teams were tough, Jermaine. They were really, really tough. Special uh, from your perspective, you know what what made your group so good.
0: You know, I have been asked that question before, and um that group, I think the thing that made that group so special was the desire to compete. Right. Like we competed like day in and day out, and I didn't even always appreciate that in so much until I left Ship. And I because I didn't realize it became so natural and so like uniform for me right. because we did right. it every single day, um, year after year after year. That I didn't even realize like how competitive I was or how competitive those other guys were, you know. Right. And um, I knew myself and Steve. Like Steve and I, we never got along too well in high school, right. <laughs> you know. We weren't like we didn't like dislike each other or anything like that, but we weren't boys, you know. Right. And we were always competing, like. We were always pushing each other. Like when we had practice, I never wanted to be on Steve's team. And Steve never wanted <laughs> to be on my team. Yeah, he never wanted to be on my team. Like we always wanted to check each other, go right. up against each other, compete against each other. Like we wanted to prove who was the better player at such a young age. Like you got to think we were only, you know, I was young for my grade. I was always the youngest in my grade. So I graduated high school at 17. So, okay. you know, getting to high school, we're talking about 15. 14 15 16 years old right and right. we just had this drive and this competitive spirit like guys always wanted to be in the gym you know and then when 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 steve because i was late to the weight room so when steve and those guys started going to the weight room i was like man i gotta get into the weight room like these guys are taking it to another level and back then you know again we're talking about 2000 um yeah 99 thousand, two thousand one. 2001 like it wasn't as it's common for like high schoolers to be in the weight room and lifting like that. So, um, I would say the competitive spirit and just like the desire to like compete and go at each other every single day was what made that group so special and, um, played a huge part in our success.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you could, Your teams were tough, and uh, this is a cool fact. I don't know if you know this. Did you know that on Ross Shepard's Wikipedia page, you are listed as a notable alumni? I just thought that was
0: a, <laughs> I thought that was a cool fact. That's funny. No, I didn't know that. I didn't oh, know that. Oh, there he goes. Something that's new for cool. you. Yeah, something um, new every day.
1: There you go. Listen, uh, mm-hmm. part of the high school years, too, was uh, playing for Alberta through the summers. Uh, that's where I first mm-hmm. came across you and... I just remember um, being part of some great Alberta teams too, uh, and you were definitely a focal point. And I just, you know, coming from a small place where I grew up, I just thought like, there's guys like this in Canada. Like, do you, do you like, you know? I just remember thinking like, this kid is is unreal. Um, really loved your game. You know how 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 critical was your time with Alberta for you in terms of your development? And really growing your game and, and you know getting exposure as well
0: oh man huge yeah. it was huge A- alberta basketball for me was uh, maybe the maybe the biggest contributor to my development mm-hmm. in like in, in in my young age you know like shep was right. great you know, Shep was great, and I learned a lot and grew a lot. Right. Dave Youngs was was awesome. Bruce McLeod was great with me. Um, Coach Joan Powell Jones was great with me. Um, those guys spent a lot of extra hours with me in the gym before school, after school, during lunch hours, a lot of time. But the the Alberta team for me was like such a confidence booster for my game. You know, because you brought the best players from around the province together. Right. And you competed again. And again, like you gotta think, we had five five guys from our chef team all on that Alberta team. So that right. same competitive edge that we had in, in our in our Raw practices, we brought that to, to Basketball Alberta. And I'll never forget we had a we had a year with Basketball Alberta where it was us five Chef guys, we had three guys from uh Jay Percy Page, and two guys from Jasper Place. Um, so you gotta think of how competitive that was because like we competed and went at each other every year. Cool. Every game, and then when you brought us all together, it was like we became a unit and like a family. And looking back on it now, it it wasn't a long period of time. You know, you're talking about maybe a couple months, but you we've come so close, and and we we won. You know, we won games, so it wasn't like we were just a team that was competing. We were a team that was the best in the nation, and that's okay. how we saw. That's how we saw ourselves. And and I remember that next year after that that particular year, I think that was '99, where we went to the uh, Western Canada Games and Nationals and won. I think that next season, all of those guys, including myself, had our best high school years. Cool. We were so competitive, and, and it. Uh, MJ Anderson, you'll remember some of these names, MJ Anderson, and um, um, Graham Reed, um, right. um, Lana from JP, we had Andy Smith from JP, we had a lot of guys who could just compete, really athletic, and for Alberta, that wasn't a big thing, you know, they always talked about the Ontario guys or basketball, BC, right. but when we felt like we kind of put Alberta on the mat with those teams. And um, that was
1: something to stand tall on. Yeah, for sure. I remember those tournaments, uh, you know, kind of having a bit of a connection with you guys. And, uh, you know, I just thought, wow, like they, Alberta's taking it to Ontario. Uh, through those summers, I remember, you know, the likes of Denim Brown playing with Ontario. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, BC was always tough. But you guys were at the top of the mountain and, and great squads. Um, you know, as you finish up your time at Shepherd Jermaine, and your summers with Alberta basketball, what was your recruiting process like, you know, to play at the next level? I'm curious about that. Um, You know, was it, was it difficult? I wonder sometimes if it's overwhelming for guys too, especially as a, being a young kid, just take us through that, that process for you and, you know, why you made the decision you did.
0: Yeah. um, I mean, that was a super exciting time, you know, and like I, 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 I tell people this, like, when I was a young kid, I didn't think there was any shot that I could um, ever go play at that level. You know, when I was in middle school, I had a teacher tell me that I was crazy to think that I could ever be a professional basketball player, <laughs> and right. that, um, you know, even, like, going to the U of A to play basketball was a crazy, ridiculous dream, and I should I should figure something else out. Um, right. Right so I, I I heard that as like a really young kid so it was stuck in my head because it was actually somebody I, I trusted so I actually believed what they were saying so I never it wasn't until I got into high school and was at Shep that uh, Coach Young told me like yo man like you know if you really improve and work at this like somebody will pay for you to go to school for sure you know and like you have a real shot you know and then hearing you know having Coach Triano tell me what he did um those things really helped me, you know, and once I hit my my junior year in high school and like recruiting really started to amp up, it was like crazy for me, like a crazy experience because I just never expected that. You know, I went to Nike All Canada uh camp out in Toronto and I showed out up there and after that it was like crazy. Like, you know, you you're you're coming home from school in the evenings and then you got like Phone calls like coming from different schools in the states, teams and schools that you only like have ever watched on TV, like during the NCAA tournament, right? So I'm like a 16 year old kid. I'm like, yo, what is going on? Like, Boston yeah. College just called me, you know, um, Richmond just called me, you know, right. and you know what I'm saying? You're just like, it's super exciting because, like, it's one thing to expect these things to happen, but when you don't expect them to happen and these phone calls start coming in, it's like, whoa, okay, this is turning into something that might be actually real for me. You right. know? And then, and then, um, yeah, like, once I went on my first recruitment visit, uh, my first trip was to Montana. They flew me in. We had, you know, gone to Montana's camp as youngsters, you know, right. their summer camp, and we always had a good time there. It was always a great experience for us, but you know when a, when a team or a school calls you in office and they fly you in and you know they treat you like royalty, you know because they're trying to recruit you in their, to their school it's like as a sixteen year old kid man you're like on cloud nine <laughs> you know for sure you, sit, yeah. you know they bring you to a game I went to a football game, you're sitting in these packed arenas you're like this is stuff that I've only ever seen on t v you know right. so the recruiting process I say was was an amazing experience man it's something that you will remember for the rest of your life and you know for all the kids who are going through it now i'm excited for them uh, i know a lot of kids missed out on it this last year because of um like pandemic stuff but right. um it's a super exciting experience
1: what um you know what when it came down to what other schools were you considering uh, you know before you ultimately committed to richmond or was richmond kind of always there for you at the beginning
0: Um, Well, Montana and Eastern Washington were the first schools to recruit me because, you know, we went to their basketball camps. So they were the first ones to see me. Um, And, you know, back then, like, it was, again, not as common as it is now for kids to to come out of Canada and go NCAA. So it wasn't until I went to Nike All-Canada camp that a lot of schools really saw me and even knew who I was. So um, I remember I got a call from Notre Dame, and I was like, man, like Notre Dame, <laughs> you know, like for me, wow, that was yeah. such a big name, you know. Yeah. And I was like, man, I want to go to Notre Dame. And as a young kid, you don't know any better. My parents never went through that experience, so they didn't really know too much about it. Right. Um, so that was always like in the back of my mind. I was like, I want to go to Notre Dame. And and then, um, you know, Richmond, Richmond called. And at the time, John Beeline was the head coach there, right? So, right he now, you know, big name, went on to Michigan and was with the Cavaliers last year for a little bit. And when, when he called, he wanted to come to Edmonton and like see me and visit like live. So for me, like when he made it so personal, like I'll never forget it. Like John Beeline was just sitting in my living room in Edmonton, you know, and like <laughs> he stayed at my house, like slept in, slept in my like spare bedroom, you know what I mean? And. Right. it was just like so personal and he was so good with like my family and my parents that they felt super comfortable and then they flew me out to Richmond and um, just the way they treated me the the education, Richmond has a great um, education program and business program I mastered in education and, and um, we really liked that about it and you know, my best friend to this day uh, was a was an upperclassman there. You know, so he kind of okay. took me under my took me under his wing, and we just stayed really close and played a huge part in like both my education, and my basketball development. So after my visit there, after meeting him, um, and like the impression that Coach Beeline made on myself and my family, Richmond was a was a lock for me after that.
1: Well, that's cool. Uh- you know I like the personal side and I think that's why you know a lot of young kids will choose a school because like you know that that coach really makes that difference for them in terms of their family mm-hmm. connection and you know you head to Richmond Jermaine to start your freshman season and talk about you know what that adjustment was like for you on and off the floor you know was it mm. eye opening or were you ready
0: for that level uh,
1: you know take us through entering Richmond yeah
0: <laughs> man that, that's a whole other story so like Get, again I was young right I was 17 years old so right. you know I was already a year younger than like all well, not a year younger than all the other freshmen but for some some of them I was a full year younger and right. for others you know half a year I was a young kid so I, I always remember this like my teammates used to make fun of me all the time you know because the upperclassmen they're 21 22 years old and you know we used to get paperwork that had to be signed and stuff like that to play and I would always had to, like, send my paperwork back to Canada to have, no, my, right. parents. So, yeah, to have my parents sign it. Because I was 17. I wasn't of legal age to right. sign the document. So yeah. my teammates used to always make fun of me. Um, but in regards to basketball, like, I was just underdeveloped. Right. And just smaller, skinnier, scrawnier, right. weaker right. Yeah. than like, all. The, I'm, I'm coming in a camp and I'm looking at these guys like, you know, these are grown men you know i'm like a little boy plus they're used to playing at a different level you know like the high school basketball in edmonton was good at that time but it still wasn't what these guys were you know and and shep really did a great job of preparing me because the competitive nature that we had built at the school over the years but yeah in regards to like strength training and just being strong and the weight room stuff that was really tough for me and um Just like the the high level of intensity every day, like day in and day out, like going from the track to the weight room, to the to the basketball court, individual workouts back to the weight room. Then on top of that, trying to find balance between like your schoolwork and study hall. Right. So you'd have you'd have school all day, go to practice. After practice, you got study every night. I had study hall from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. every night as a freshman. Right. So by the time you get out of study hall, it's like 10 o'clock at night and you're like, man, I'm exhausted, you know. Yeah. But um, that was just a huge adjustment because you don't have anybody like telling you to do your schoolwork or on you about that or your grades and stuff like that. It's now becomes your responsibility. And um, that was a big adjustment for me.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, you're uh, you're a celebrated spider when you look at. Richmond stuff online. Uh, you know, you get a lot of mention. You were second team, uh conference for the oh five oh six season. Uh, you remember? You mentioned you know relationships with uh, teammates. What are your What are your best memories as a spider? You know, just through your time there and and, and growing your game, man.
0: Yeah, oh man, Rich, Richmond was was amazing. You know, and I got some really good friends that uh, I still communicate with regularly um, from Richmond. And, you know, Tony Dollars was one of my teammates. He was the one I had told mentioned to you earlier, right. <clears throat> who I met on my my recruiting trip. And you know, he became like a brother to me. You know, he's now an assistant coach with the Boston Celtics. Uh, we still talk regularly, and he just made my experience at Richmond so, um, yeah, it's just so incredible, man. It was just like having family there, and um, you know, living on campus and and having that campus life. You know where you're like there's nothing like it like there's just nothing like college sports and the college experience man. because you're living on campus with thousands of other kids your age all doing the same thing you're doing and you see these people every single day like you live in this little bubble and um, you're just kinda experiencing this like four to five year period of your life together you're growing together you're learning together you're figuring yourselves out together you know, you come in at seventeen years old as a kid and then you leave, you know, at twenty-two as like a young adult. And right. you learn all those things with those people every day. And um, I think just like the friendships, um, and obviously like the basketball man, like for me being able to compete at that that college level and to to, to be playing at that high that high level against a lot of pros, a lot of NBA players, soon right. to be NBA players, you know, playing on ESPN and and having those experiences playing the madison square garden like those are just things that you kind of take with you for life Uh, and i think those are yeah some of my fondest memories but definitely the friendships that i i I developed over those years man, the ones that stuck um, with me to these day, to this day those are the most important things
1: uh cool thing i saw too uh Jermaine Anderson was at Fordham at the time, uh, fellow Canadian. Did you know, did you know Rock at all? Um, yeah. Like prior to that, I know you matched up against him in, in conference play, but uh, mm. did you know
0: uh, Jermaine much there? Or? Yeah, I mean, that was, that was really cool, man, because we had at that time, Rock and I were both freshmen, right? Okay. We came in, so we played against each other for, for four years, right? And we okay, and Rock cool. knew each other from, from before that. So, it was always really cool, because I've known Rock since I was 15. So, um, you know, Rock and I were there. Then we had uh, Vidal Messiah. I don't know if you remember that name. Yeah, you yeah, might he's remember, running. You might, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so he's running this program now. But yeah. So, Vi was at uh, St. Bonaventure's right. at that time. Who was also in the A-10. And then we had a guy named Wayne Smith. I don't know if you know that name. <laughs> So uh, Wayne was, yeah, you got to look Wayne up. Wayne was a heck okay. of a player, right. a great Canadian player, was leading the, the conference in scoring that, that year as a Canadian. And okay, so cool. we had a bunch of Canadians in the conference, and it was pretty cool to um, you know like to play and compete against each other. And then all four of those names, we all ended up playing on the national team together like a few years right. later. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, for me cool. and Rock, yeah, Rock and I are great friends. To this day, we talk every week. And cool. um, we kind of grew our games together over the years. And, again, this, this, is what I'm, this is what I mean when I say with basketball relationships and the things that it's brought to my life. It's it's pretty yeah. special that I've been able to stay in contact and develop a lot of basketball, but then, like, off-the-court relationships. Like, Rock and I, we talk about basketball, but we talk more about life stuff than anything now, you know.
1: That's cool to hear. That's the, that's the stuff that matters. Uh, mm-hmm. Jermaine, you know, you leave Richmond and you look to turn pro, you know, take us through that process. You know, what options did you have? I saw a great article. Uh I know the Raptors brought you in for a draft workout where you uh you did really well. They were really impressed with you. Um what's that process like trying to go pro and and, and get a deal?
0: Oh man, yeah, that, that was a whole nother thing. And that was a, uh, wow. I try to I try to compare it to like the recruiting process of coming out of All right. high school. All right and it's it's very similar in, in regards to the excitement but it was a little bit more let's say like stressful because you know when you're coming out of you're coming out of school you're like coming out of high school I mean you got these schools that are really like have a high demand for you and they're coming and seeking you and then you got to make a choice on which school you want to go to and then coming out of college it was like the same thing but with agents <laughs> you know? yeah you had these agents who were like coming at you and you're like man i don't know anything about this i don't know who to trust i don't know right. what to believe because like all these dudes are selling me a different type of dream and it's like which one is like telling me the real and which one's being honest and who can i trust so um Again, Tony Dobbins, my my boy Tony, he helped me a lot through that because he had graduated a couple of years before me. He was already playing professionally in Europe, and he you know he he really helped me through that process and trying to find somebody I could trust. Um. Yeah, with the Raptors, you know they gave me a great opportunity. They they flew me in for my workout with them, and and I, yeah, I balled out. I, I hooped at that workout and. It yeah. was just a great experience for me. I'll never forget that, like, being able to go in there and, like, play so well at home at, yeah. at the ACC and and um, in front of, like, the coaches and then to get so much recognition for, from, for that workout. And it was pretty special to me, man, because it was, like, it felt like a dream was coming true, you know? For and, sure. You know, then they invited me to Summer League and playing Summer League with them, and... Then they actually invited me to preseason. They wanted me to go to vet camp with them and start the preseason. And I ended up at that time taking a deal uh, on a really good team in France, which, like in hindsight, looking back at it now, I tell people all the time, it's not something that I, it, it, if I could make that decision again, I would have gone to preseason with the Raptors. Right. You know, because they were pretty high on me and um, it was just a good opportunity. And at the time, I kind of followed the advice of an agent that in my opinion, looking back on it now, all these years later, like that wasn't the right advice, you know, right. um, I should have took my opportunity with Toronto, but cause you never know what's going to come out of that. And you never know if you're going to get back to that, to that same situation. So I tell all the young kids now, if you ever get the opportunity from an NBA team, no matter how big or small the opportunity is, just take it because you could always go back to the overseas. thing.
1: Well, I mean, you know, you, You have success in longevity overseas, uh, you know, which in itself is not as easy to do. Anybody will tell you that, Uh, you know, now that you're retired, have you had a a lot of time to kind of reflect on that whole time uh, playing overseas and and your career? Like, you know, what are your best memories doing that? What sticks out for you the most doing that?
0: Yeah. um, To be honest, again, like it's funny so I keep kind of going back to the same thing, but um I would say relationships. Yeah. Like honestly, man, it's like I played a long time and I had a great career. I'm very thankful for like all the games and the longevity of my career and being able to play and compete. Like those things are, are great. And um, I'll always remember them, you know. But the things sure. that I remember. The- yeah the thing i remember the most is is just like the relationship right like um you mentioned rock earlier like me and rock got to play on the same team together for three years which is just like so rare you know on two different clubs (laughs) you know what i mean we played we played together once in poland and then we end up on the same team here in trier for two years and like it's one thing to come overseas and like to play and compete but then it's a whole other thing to come overseas and be able to play with a friend like yeah. a real friend you know like yeah. somebody you grew up with and like um that that's so special to me i always remember that um also like traveling and seeing friends um is special um my favorite thing is probably having my kids at the games nice. like being it when you when you're able to look at the sideline and like see your kids sitting there like cheering and enjoying basketball and enjoying like that atmosphere it brings a whole different type of energy to you And, um, that's probably like the, that's probably the thing I remember the most is, is having them with me.
1: Is it safe to say that, uh, you know, and now that you've settled there, is Germany kind of your favorite stop through the career? Is that kind of the place that means the most to you for sure?
0: Yeah, I would say, um, it's again, like two of my kids were born here, you know, my, my, my youngest, he was born in Edmonton in the off season when we were home in Canada, but the, my older two were born here in Trier actually, so it's pretty special. Like when you when you <laughs> listen to my kids like speak German, it's so funny to me all the time because like they speak it better than I do. Like it's yeah, not even yeah. close, <laughs> you know. And they're in school in German, and just like hearing their accents is so funny to me because um, yeah, they like, they have a different, completely different life than than I had, you know, growing up. Right, it's a different experience, but um yeah i would say of all the places i played um and uh, again I, there's a, there's other places that i really liked and appreciated but right um this particular place is pretty special to me
1: for sure uh buck obviously on canada hoops you know we love to talk canada basketball especially with guests that mm-hmm. have played for the program you know how special was it for you to play for and represent canada um you know did you ever think that was something that was going to happen for you? I'm just curious about, you know, hitting camps with the national team and, uh, you know, take us through those, you know, those summers with the, the program and, and your best memories, man.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I had just had this conversation um, a couple of days ago, actually. Uh, one of the guys on the team this year, Brody Clark, you know Brody, you know, yeah, former for sure. player. His father's, yeah. visit, his father's visiting right now. We were at dinner the other night just sitting down, Reminiscing on on our basketball (laughs) Canada days, his father also played for the program. So, um, you know, I went through a lot of adversity, you know, with the national team, and um, you know, I told you the story about Jay telling me at a very young age that you know he thought I had a shot, Um, and my whole goal as a basketball player, you know, I always had three goals, main goals, or four really. was to get to the NCAA, was to play professionally, was to make it to the NBA, I was to represent my country on the national team. Right. And, and the national team was always the biggest one for me. You know, I, I was a big national team guy. I loved um, basketball Canada. I always thought, you know, Steve Nash was just like the coolest person ever, <laughs> you right. know, being Canadian. And back then there wasn't a lot of Canadians in the league. Right. So, you know, for Steve to be there and doing so well in the NBA, it was like and he's Canadian, you know, like he plays for basketball in Canada. Like that was huge. So, yeah. you know, for me it was always a dream of mine to wear the maple leaf and to represent Canada. And um, you know, people see that like I played on the national team and, and whatnot, but a lot of, a lot of people don't realize how many times I got cut from the, Right. You know, and I try to tell kids that all the time. And it, and it wasn't an easy journey for me. And it wasn't an easy process. And it's not always going to be easy. Like, if you're not one of the very top prospects, then, you know, you really got to work for it. And, and there was a lot of... I got cut from the national team year after year after year as, like, the last cut. You know, like, they're taking 12 guys. I was the 13th man, like, the very last one. And, right. and then going to that room and then having them tell you, Oh man, we we would love to keep you, but we can't keep you. You know, you are we will keep you as an alternate, but we can't take you. You know, and that happened year after year for like three straight years with me. You know, and you know I just kept going back and going back and like trying to get better throughout the course of the year, working on my game again. Man, Tony Dobbins plays such a huge role for me. Like after our our school years would be done, or after my overseas season done like I would go with him and he'd be like yo I'm going to help you out we're going to work on your game help you improve the things that you know you know coach Triano or or, or Leo would say that, that I needed to improve on and we would just work on it work on it work on it until it was time for me to go into camp and right. um and um you know that 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 summer where I first made the national team was like man incredible feeling to to get that jersey with your name on it and the maple leaf on it and, to represent your country finally after all the years of hard work and the summons of hard work uh, was pretty special.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, I'm curious, you know, was there another level of pride kind of being that Western Canada guy? There wasn't always a lot of guys from the West making the national team. There was a lot of guys, Ontario, obviously, and East. Um, but that was that another level for you where you're like, yeah, I'm one of the few Western guys to make that team or was that something you thought about much or
0: yeah absolutely (laughs) you know no doubt especially being from edmonton right like from this is like when you go out to to go out east and it's like they look at edmonton like man that's hockey country like y'all don't move out there so it's like you know you had this like extra chip on your shoulder you know because you felt like you were representing like a whole coast (laughs) you know what i mean like you felt like you going out there as a young kid or you know, as a young athlete, you're going out there and everything is Ontario. Like, the majority of the team, the makeup is guys from Ontario, right? Right. And if not Ontario, then like somewhere out east, you know, right. maybe Montreal, you know, yeah, even Carl Carl's from far out east, you know, right? So, being shout a kid my, yeah, big shout out to Carl English, man. yeah. Um, but being a kid from the west, it was like yo, you're representing, like, your whole province for one. Yeah. And then, like, you know, you had Levon Kendall, you know, as well from 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 out west. But at yeah. the time, it was really only the two of us. And then later on, you had Kyle Andre coming in. Which yeah. was awesome for me to have, like, another Alberta um, representative out there yeah. with me. You know, so playing with Kyle was great. But when it was just me, it was kind of like, yeah, man, you had this chip on your shoulder, this pride where you wanted like to prove to everybody, like, yeah, man, Edmonton's not a punk, you know? Like, yeah. we do this out there, too. So um, I enjoyed it. I loved, you know, and again, it just brought that competitive edge out even more in me, you know? For so, sure. Yeah. But well, most, most, def- most definitely, man, it was, uh, it, you had to represent, you have, had to represent Alberta, had to represent the West, you know?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I was always loving uh, seeing the West guys make the team. Uh, uh, shout out Levon, and Kyle and Carl, uh, all friends of the the podcast. Mad love to them. Uh, you know, you, you talked a lot about relationships through the conversation, Jermaine. Uh, you know, was there guys through the program that you built connections and friendships with over the years that maybe you didn't know that well until you got to the program or any? couple guys that stand out that uh have remained good friends
0: yeah well i mean rock for one right like that's sure. when rock and i really we had a relationship prior to that yeah but that's when we really really developed our relationship you know rock had me after my first year again getting, getting cut from the team the next summer when i was going in rock had me um i flew out to to toronto early okay like three weeks early and stayed with rock for three weeks and um we would just go work out every day with a coach, Roy Rana. He was the uh, head coach at Eastern at the time. Right. And um, we would just go in there twice a day, go work out, train, trying to get better, work on my game, work on his game. And I learned a lot from Rock. So Rock and I got to be really close. Uh, Denim, uh, of course. Yeah. Den- Denim and I, um, Javon Shepard. Yeah. These are all guys that I end up being really close with um jesse young as well and carl you know carl and i developed a really good relationship over the years as well
1: yeah carl i think is one of those guys everyone loves you know he's just got that uh newfoundland uh yeah, yeah. style so people people gravitate towards him too and he's treated Absolutely. me well so Absolutely. um sorry go ahead are you are, no. sorry, are you are you surprised with um you know, you've been a guy that's a, been a part of the program. Are you surprised with the amount of talent that's just exploding out of Canada right now, man? Like it's 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 off the
0: charts. <laughs> it's bonkers. Like it's cra- <laughs> the amount of talent that we have right now is crazy. Like it, it's incredible to me. Like when I look at the names and look at the talent, right? And it, it it's it's mind-boggling because. It just changed so it seems like it was quick you know but like we're talking about now 20 years right (laughs) since since, um you know we might have last seen each other but in the last like 15 10 to 15 years like the development of these canadian athletes man it's incredible it's so fun to see it's exciting to see because you got now i mean canada i think i don't even think it's close like we have more players in the nba representing Canada than any other nation. I mean, other than the USA, right? And you got a lot of guys that people have never even heard of. Like, even for me as a professional basketball player, sometimes I hear a name and I'm like, man, that guy's Canadian? I didn't even know he was Canadian. There's just so many now, like so many kids coming out talented. And the growth of the game, the game has grown so much in the nation. And um, kids. more and more kids are playing basketball. More and more kids are gravitating to it families, yeah. you see the excitement out in Toronto with the Raptors. Right. Um, and you got to think we're doing this with only one NBA team throughout the country, you know? Right. But I think that the, the CEBL and the NBL, those, are those, um, those professional organizations and leagues to help the sport grow, you know, throughout, throughout the course of the country because you're not giving kids the opportunity to see basketball on a regular basis live, you know? And there's just something for a kid seeing, seeing basketball live, it gives you more encouragement. And to see those athletes live and see people from your local town and your city who are playing professionally, it gives you that um, belief in yourself that, man, if he could do this or if she could do this, I could do this, you know?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, um, I'm glad you brought up the CEBL. That league is um, is top-notch. I went to Edmonton, actually, in August for the uh, championship weekend and i, awesome, I caught them awesome. yeah it was super great man they did a great job i mean shout out the stingers uh back to back champs um and i was there for the semifinals on the friday night and you know the atmosphere was great man it was electric you know we're kind of allowed to be back in a building with other people and watch sports i mean there was a lot awesome. of great um canadian basketball people there um great product i mean that's that's what the count the country needs man we need this in front of people to say hey this is this is what we got and um you know the kids need need to be able to see it firsthand and grow that dream i just think it's a great league uh, you know there's a lot of talent it's something that we've needed for a long time and we're, we're talking about the players that are coming out of the country i mean this only absolutely. helps right and uh, absolutely you know the future is bright for for canada basketball down the road they're going to have a hard time picking 12 guys for a squad um it's going to be difficult <laughs> absolutely uh if we get everybody available i mean um, the future is bright for the program you know it's something that i talk about a lot i'm really excited um uh, you know like i can't wait to see what we do uh in the next four years kind of thing
0: um mm. And, Jermaine, and, I think- and, and, and big shout out to our women's program too, man. We can't forget no them doubt. because they've been doing it for a long time, and they've been at the top of the world. People, people don't give them enough credit. I don't think you know what they've done over the course of the last decade, yeah. and you know staying in that top ten and um, the success that they've had in the World Championships and the Olympics and the Pan Am Games, and they've been holding it down. So big shout out to the women.
1: Absolutely, they're doing a great job. Uh, I think I prepped you for this, Jermaine. You got a a top five of all time for Canada basketball.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um my top five is a little unorthodox. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Yeah. So I got I got uh, Nash. Yep. All right. I got Barrett. Yep. All right, Nash and and Nash and 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 Those are those are guys who I really looked up to. You know, going into you know Nike All Canada camp. Um, Steve and Ro both showed up and we nice. got to watch them work out just for like 20 minutes. And it was so inspiring for me. And, you know, as a young kid coming into the game of basketball, like those two guys were so fun for me and in- inspiring for me to watch. Um, I, I'll, uh, I'll go with Carl. Nice. Carl English. Yeah. Carl was just like a huge inspiration for me. Great teammate. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun with him over the years. I learned a lot from him, you know, right. Like, real open. He was really open with me, you know. And that's something I always appreciate. Um, and I've expressed that to him. You know, he was always open, honest, and telling me what he believed I needed to work on and to get better, to be a better player. To... He really helped me build confidence in my jump shot. Um nice. You know, so I say Carl. And then my last two national team members, I have to go with Michelle and Captain Pluth. You know, I got to switch it up. Go to the women's side. Um, I love I'm so proud. Yeah, man, I'm so proud of what they've done in representing um, both Edmonton, Alberta, and again, you know, the West Coast, because there's not a lot of girls, um, women, I should say, from Edmonton who have done what they've done in any sport, in any capacity. So right. for them to, to be able to both, you know, twin sisters, to both go represent your country in the Olympics from Edmonton. Like that's that's so big to me, you know. And um I'm very proud of them. I'm, I'm appreciative for what they've done for basketball in Edmonton and Alberta, yeah. and you know, with their camp and with young girls. You know, I show my my daughter uh, their highlights, and you know, with both both the uh, women playing three x three basketball representing right. Canada, we'll sit here and watch them. You know, my daughter will watch, and like the excitement that I see in her eyes is just really cool. So. I'm very appreciative for what they've done for the game and for young ladies in basketball.
1: Well that's a dope five and uh you know it's a unique five. I love it, man. Uh, appreciate that. Um Jermaine, any shout outs or thank yous, BM before I get you out of here and let you go pick up the kids? Oh man,
0: yeah. We we mentioned a lot of names. Um yeah, yeah big shout out to 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 Rock you know, my national team guy, Jay Triano, uh yeah. Leo Rowens, um you know, guys who gave me an opportunity, gave me a shot. Uh, yeah, Steve Sir, Kyle Landry, Andrew Parker, um, some of these, you know, Henry Becker Ross Beckerin, a lot of the representatives for the province yeah. um, who did big things for the province and held it down. And obviously the Blue Sisters, man, um, for what they've done for basketball. I've already said it, but it's, it's big time, you know, and it shouldn't go unmentioned. Um, yeah, man, it's a lot of love, man. I appreciate you having me. Um, This is big. It's cool, man. Uh, I look forward to see what you do with this in the future.
1: Well, we appreciate the love, man. And, uh, you know, we truly appreciate you joining us on Canada Hoops. You know, much love to you and your family. You know, stay safe, stay healthy. And we're looking forward to what the future brings for you, man.
0: I appreciate you, man. You too. You too. Thanks for having me.
1: No doubt. That's a wrap on another episode of Canada Hoops. I want to thank Jermaine Buckner for pulling up. Thank you for listening. Remember to like and share Canada Hoops. Keep spreading love for Canada basketball. We will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Canada Hoops.